Welcome to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast where we talk about sports, fantasy sports, dynasty fantasy sports. Also, apparently, when we feel like it, empires and dynasties. I'm your host, Jeff Roman, and alongside me tonight and every night is Tim Reinhardt, S-R-A. Tim Reinhardt, S-I-R-A. Welcome, Tim. SRA. I have to I have to look that up. I don't know what that means. So that is senior residential appraiser uh, given by the Appraisal Institute for uh, real estate. So um, if anybody I'm a renter, needs, I don't I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anybody needs their house uh, appraised, make sure they get the right value for it. Tim's your guy. So that's that's my what am I looking for when I'm appraising? Well, you're looking for number of bedrooms, number of bathrooms. You know, is there a finished basement they're trying to sneak in there? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, square footage. You got your measuring tape out. You know, all that, all that kind of good stuff. You know? Okay. How about you, things like windows and you know, like exterior? Well, yeah, I mean, if it has windows and has exterior, that's important. Um, but I think you're probably just you. You run it by the book. You know, you you put in the square foot, you put in the number of bedrooms and bathrooms, and you come out with a formula and say, you know, this is worth so hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so yeah. we're working with some kind of a an algorithm almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. I, I I'm sure that there's some art to it where they come up with uh with with an idea uh, of how much it's worth. But you know, looking at comps. That sort yeah. of thing, you know, HGTV stuff. You know what they do on TV, <laughs> right? All right. Well, uh, that I I'll take the title. All right. Okay. All right. So, welcome, Tim. Yeah. How uh, you been? Uh, how you been the last week? Well, pretty good, um, with the exception of um, Tom Brady. Um, oh boy, so, he came and know, got you again, didn't he? Yeah, he came and got me. I, I don't want to. Did he though? Like he, you know the the. The second half was, you know, you could have you could have put those numbers up in the second half. Well, yeah, I mean, mean, uh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that that's a good point that goes into kind of um, a little bit of the Super Bowl preview. But Tampa Bay got by this game and New Orleans game pretty much um, not on their own power. They're helped by mistakes from the other team. Um, Yeah, you know, I think. One of those being the terrible Greg Williams-esque defense um, at the end of the first half where a, Brady just threw an absolute bomb into zero coverage. It, uh, and it's it's what's bizarre about that is that you had you had time, right? Like as, as the defense, yeah. it's not like they rushed up to the ball uh, with fourth and three and ran a play and you were like, ah, you know, what are we, yep. what are we in? No, they ran the punt team out. They called timeout. They then put the offense back on the field, so you could, you know, go ahead and uh, and they called the time and they called the timeout before that. There yeah. was a timeout before that play happened. So Green Bay did. Uh, well, somebody did. Tampa Bay did. I think to Tampa stop Bay the clock it, there at three seconds or six. Yeah, seconds. they called one to, um, to take the punt team off the field. Right, and then ran the offense back. Yeah, letting guys get. Yeah, I mean. How how that is possible is, uh, yeah, that's beyond me. I mean, yeah. they just had just had to get them down from the fifty yard line to the one yard line. Anywhere in there would have been three points, um, right? But not letting them run straight past you for seven points. So rant that play. Um, a lot of people are talking about the. Um, I guess the sequence down around two minutes to go 
where um, Rodgers had opportunities twice to run the ball um, and didn't. And then they didn't go for it on fourth down. And then he was all, uh, you know, he was all upset about it afterwards uh, in the press conference, it sounded like. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, they they chose to take it from an eight-point game to a five-point game, which with two minutes left and Tom Brady on the other side, you're not, you're not getting that ball again. That's just, you know, uh, that's just a matter of fact, how it goes. Like you give the ball back to Tom Brady with two minutes and some, some seconds and it's, it's not getting back to you. I guess so. the the one thing I guess they could have been thinking of is that Tom Brady had not been playing yep. all too well. And, um, you know, they, it, it, it did come, they, I mean, they wouldn't have had very much time to move the ball down the field. Uh, they were aided by that um, extraordinarily late pass interference call, which I mean, right. was pass interference, right. um, but not guess, what they've been calling the whole game. Right. That it seemed yeah. to go. It, was it that I think it was that game where they they said sometime like in the third quarter that there had been no penalties called yeah. or something yeah. like that in the game. Pretty yeah, wild. They just didn't, call, didn't call them. They didn't call them until the end there. Of course, I mean, it's Tom Brady. So got to just give him a little bit extra help when he when he needs it. Yeah. Um, well, well, tell me about this. Tell me about how, so this has obviously had an impact on probably your personal life here. So tell me about how this Brady win has, has, has impacted you. Well, you know, ever since they went to two weeks until the Super Bowl, you know, you get kind of tired of the Super Bowl narrative before the Super Bowl even starts. So in this case, we're going to have to deal with Tom Brady narratives again. Um, Tom Brady, who apparently has been to like 12% of all Super Bowls ever. Um, Sounds which about is, right. Which is remarkable. Um, obviously, he's a good player. I will never admit that he's a good player. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you just I think... just did. <laughs> yeah. Who is that? Who, 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 let, who, let, who, that? <laughs> who let that person on the podcast? Um, so, you know, I think... It, let me take you back in the Wayback Machine. You yeah, reference yeah. it. Let's, you refer- let's, yeah. let's you go back to it. 2001... Uh, two guys are sitting, well, a lot of people, but you and I were sitting in the NPR in Jewett in, is this where we're starting at Vassar College? Yes, yes okay. that's where we're starting. Well, and I think it, it there was a lot of, a, a lot of people there. And I think, um, a lot of people from the new England area, a lot of people rooting for the underdog in, right. in Patriots. So we forget I was, that they were the underdog that year. Yeah. Big time, right? Big, big time yeah. underdog. I was pretty much the only lonely Rams fan there. I remember that. Uh, everybody yeah. else was pretty casually rooting or seriously rooting for the Patriots. So it felt uh, very uh, overwhelming for me. Um, Tom Brady obviously comes back and Vinatieri kicks the field goal to beat the Rams. Um, yeah, I remember you just put your hands on your head as that ball sailed through. I, I do remember yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and the NPR had kind of like a back entrance where you could go in like – to the back way to the elevator. And I yeah, just walked out like, that door and walked up the stairs and I was gone. Yeah. Like, oh. As soon as I saw it, like it was headed through, I was like, I'm out. You didn't even take the elevator. No, I walked up. You walked no, up walked. eight stories. I yeah. like yeah. you. Yeah. Now, yeah. how many times can you say that you walked up the eight stories? Of- <laughs> Wait, was that, um, yeah. Was that, was I on the fourth floor at that time? Was that our freshman year or our sophomore year? I can't remember. It was 2000, uh, 2001 season, 2002. Okay. So, yeah. So, I would have been on the fourth floor. You would have been on the fourth floor. Still, still not. Yeah. Still, I mean, still yeah. elevator worthy. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. So, so I think over time, I've kind of mellowed out a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, 
the the Rams, the other, the, the, the latest Rams versus Patriots Super Bowl. I was, you know, I was kind of on, on both sides of the fence. Um, you know, the good thing about disliking both teams is that one team gets to lose. So the Rams lost there and I was rooting against the Los Angeles Rams at that point. Right. So I've kind of mellowed out a little bit, but you know, he he's, I mean, he's just always around. I just can't get rid of him. Like I, I think it would just be nice to not have to worry about him. Root. I would not root against him. You know, it's kind of like rooting against, you know, the house in poker. It's like, you know, they're always going to win. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, it, it's just, it's very, uh, you know, yelling old man yells at cloud kind of situation, but you know, yeah, you're, think, you're, you're rooting against like Colombo to not, you know, solve the crime at the end. Right. It's not, yeah. not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know rooting, where that yeah. reference came from, by yeah. the way, that's a weird <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You're, you're trying to build a sandcastle to keep the tide from coming in. You right. Know, you're, just, yeah, you're, just not, you're just not going to win. You're not going to win. Forces just, of you, nature. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, yeah. the sun will come up, uh, the yeah. sun will set. Tom yeah. Brady will be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't know what kind of, uh, you know, B vitamins or, or alternative medicine he's doing, but, um, you know, he's still hanging around. He's, he's going to be 75 and, and still, still taunting me, taunting me from the He very well may be. Well, I mean, he's taunting all these, uh, all these New Englanders up here, um, that, uh, that are wondering, you know, why, why it all, why it all had to break like this. And, um, yeah, so. Yeah. And so, and so that, yeah. And so that just gets me into kind of a little bit uh, of the narrative that I'm already pretty tired of. Um, and this is, this is the part of the podcast where I construct a straw man uh, for me okay. to get very upset with. So if you're not familiar with the straw man argument, it is when one person in an argument misrepresents the other person's uh, points uh, in order to make them more easily attacked. Right. And so and in this you're case, portraying your opponent as like having a weaker argument so you can just tear them apart. Right. Exactly. That, yeah. So in okay. this case, uh, let me construct the straw man for you. Okay. Okay. And so, and I realize the absurdity of this. I realize how absurd it sounds, but this is an account on Instagram called NFL memes. Okay. Yes. So, so this, this is the level of, of uh, deep that we're digging here. Very popular account. So, you know, um, but it has a picture of LeBron James and Tom Brady. And it says both were called frauds because of an easy conference slash division only to go to the other side and do the same thing with a little goat emoji, which means, mm-hmm. you know, I think they're uh, referring to greatest of all time. So first right. and foremost, let's take a look at Tom Brady because LeBron James is a whole nother thing. Cause he created that LA team out of whole cloth by himself. Yeah. He brought every player in that he wanted to play with. So, you know, Anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah, for take today. that out. Yeah. Yeah. So if you took, let's just talk about it in simple terms. If you took Tampa Bay's roster and put it on New England, they would be 16 and 0. Yeah, that, that, that uh, yes, I agree. Okay. So if you took New England's roster and put it on Tampa Bay, they would be like 4 and 12. Um, Something for that yeah. I, well, are, are you... Are you getting at what are you getting at? I guess like the coaching okay. piece or yeah. like yeah, okay. Well, not really. Not really the coaching piece. I'm getting at that Tom Brady looked at the entire landscape and picked the best place for him to win. So he went to a better team to have a better chance to make the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he's not good. I'll never admit that he's good, even though <laughs> I may have done it a few minutes ago. <laughs> but he chose a better team with a better chance to win. So 
the reason that he is winning in another conference in another division is because he chose the best situation to win, similar to LeBron James, right? He knew if he went to LA, he could get free agent after free agent after free agent who wanted to come to LA. In Cleveland, nobody's coming to LA. Nobody's coming to Cleveland, right? So he chose LA and said, everybody's going to come here. So why don't I start here and start recruiting people? So Brady did a similar thing. Um, He looked at the landscape and said, this is a better team, a better chance to win, a better chance to make the Super Bowl. And you know what? They made it to the Super Bowl. Anyways. Better offensive weapons uh, at the time. Yeah, um, was able to you know get the essentially orchestrate the the Gronk trade for the most part. Right. Yep. Um, got uh, you know Leonard Fournette off the scrap heap and somehow right. turned him back into you know what he was his first year at yep. LSU. Um, yeah. So is there? I, I guess that's like that's the thing. Like the you know. I put it this way. All right. So take Tom Brady off that team and put on, I don't know, give me, give me a above average NFL quarterback. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Are they, are they uh, in the conference championship game? I don't think so. No, I, I think they probably, they probably get to the playoffs, but I, I don't know if they get. So there, so yeah. I guess what, what what I'm trying to get, there is like this thing, this mystique, I guess, I don't know, for lack of a better word about Brady, that he does elevate the people uh, that are around him. And, you know, whether it's, I don't know, sometimes you watch like, you watch his like demeanor on the field and it, it sometimes isn't always, doesn't always look the best. Uh, but there is something to be said about like, if you took not, not, uh, not a replacement level quarterback, but an above average, like sure. or Ryan Tannehill, like he's a pro yep. bowl quarterback. Like, are they making to the super bowl? I don't know. So, you know, there is something to be said about Tom Brady, like being able to elevate those guys around him. And uh, if, if there's anything maybe that new England learned is that like, Oh, he was doing that this whole time. Um, right. Whereas, you know, a, a, a similar quarterback or not a similar, not a similar quarterback, but a different quarterback wouldn't be able to do that like a Cam Newton. So, right. I don't know. Not, not to, not to continue to, you know, haunt, uh, haunt you forever. Um, but yeah, he's, he's back. Let's just say that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, the, the way to look at it, I think is that, um, he's, he played well, I think in that game. Um, but in my opinion, I think that Tampa Bay has taken a fortuitous trip through the NFL playoffs. Granted, they all still count, right? The giants, when they beat the Patriots in our, in you know, one of the best <laughs> Super Bowls of our lives. Um, this is the, this is the Super Bowl where <laughs> after I think Jason Pierre, Paul, uh, no, no, no. Uh, Justin Tuck sacked Tom Brady. I my memory of this is, and I know that you're going to remember. You're going to know exactly yep. what I'm talking about. Yep. Is I jumped in the air and you, like, with superhuman, like, you know, they talk about when like someone's like buried, un- you know, trapped <laughs> under a car. Like, you just summon this yeah. <laughs> this energy inner strength that you yeah. didn't know you had. You like lifted me up horizontal to the ground. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was it's like, uh, it was like dirty dancing. I just yeah, grabbed yeah. you and it was a huge lift. Um, I don't know where the strength came from. I probably never will be that strong ever again. But No, you were very uh, excited about that, yeah, about yeah. that moment. So obviously, besides that game, those Giants did 
you know, go from nine and seven, have an easier trip through the playoffs. Sure. Um, I think Tampa Bay obviously lucked out getting the Washington football team in the first round, the weakest team in the playoffs. Um, New Orleans kind of imploded, showed their age in a lot of ways and turned the ball over a bunch right. of times. And I think uh, Green Bay kind of screwed this one up too. Uh, Green Bay had th- Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the second half and um, Green Bay could not convert. Unbelievable, right? Um, that defense is is good. Having said that, I mean, they had the ball. Green Bay, that is, had the ball in inside the red zone with four plays. Well, I guess yep. as it turned out, three. Um, and and didn't even gain a yard. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They- I, I look. I've never played. Um, obviously, NFL quarterback. So <laughs> the, the game, the game moves very quickly. Um, and these, you know, I always want to remember that. Like the the shots that they show you where they freeze frame it, and they're like, "Look at all this grass he had in front of him." It's like, well, right. <laughs> yeah, did he see that? Yeah, but having said that you're supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, it's not like Aaron Rodgers is immobile. Um, he can use his legs and he had two plays where he had pretty much the entire right side of the field open and probably right. could have at the very least gotten the ball down inside the five, which yeah, makes it a much different, it. yeah, a much different decision uh, than fourth and goal from the 10 um, or third and goal from the 10, you know, you have third and goal from the five or third and goal or fourth and goal from the four, you know, whatever it is, wherever he got. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I think you're more likely to try to send that one in, uh, rather, you know, rather than take your yep. three points and hope that you can get the ball back from Tom Brady. Yeah. And I mean, I think once you're closer to the goal line, there's more chance of run. So you can do a little bit more of that play action yeah. or, or even hint at it, um, that, that uh, Tom Brady or not Tom Brady um, Aaron Rodgers is known for. So right. I, I think, you know, just getting a couple of yards makes that a big difference. And then they forced it to, Va- to Devonte Adams those times. I mean, well, and they, the def- and they, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, the defense knows that's where you want to go. You know, that's where you want to go. They, they have to have something that plays off of that. Um, that looks for a, a Tanyan or, or yeah. anybody else that, that would have one-on-one. Now they also had that play. I don't remember exactly when it was in the game that uh, the back shoulder throw to um, uh, to Adams that that they just missed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, that cost them points as well. Yeah. So you're, yep. you're you're talking about like you're talking about a, a, a team that definitely um, could have and you might be able to argue should have won that game, uh, but, but didn't, that's not how it works. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I think they, they put their green base defense is not nearly as good as Tampa Bay's. Um, and they put that defense on uh, a couple of times they started the game. They deferred, um, Tom Brady went down and scored, right. They, they kicked the field goal said, okay, our defense can stop them at the end of the game. Didn't stop them. Right. And, you know, end of the first half, obviously that what we talked about, they, they, tried to and failed to hold them to a field goal there um, at the end. So um, I think their defense and their coaching let them down. And and I don't think Rodgers had his best game either, as we talked about. He could have run right. it in, could have gone to somebody else on on those plays instead of Adams over and over again. So, um, I mean, in, in so many ways, they outplayed the Bucks. They had more first downs. They had more yards. They ran more plays. They, you know, he... Yep. Rogers passed for more yards. Uh, they held the ball for almost 10 minutes longer. 
and you know, usually when those things happen, right, you win a game. Yep. Um, yep. But and so, yeah. and so and so now Tom Brady has won as many NFC championships as, as, Aaron, as Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, great career. You know, there's so many what ifs for all of their uh, success um, there, and I think I think that's that's a good kind of segue to roll into our yeah. um, our Q, our QB carousel uh, part of the of the podcast today. Who's so, going where? Who's going yeah. where? Yeah, let's 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 spin the carousel and see who, yeah. uh, who comes out. <laughs> um, so obviously, uh, Aaron Rodgers expressed his discontent after the game. I, I don't blame him for being mad. I don't think that he is going to be yeah, on a different team next year. He's staying. He's staying yeah. right there. Yeah. So we'll throw that speculation out the window. Um, but a couple of well, one player that's definitely moving, and one player that's probably moving. So Matthew Stafford and Detroit have officially, uh, you know, uh, consciously uncoupled, as it were, um, and they're looking for a trade for Matthew Stafford. What? What's your where? Do, where do you think Matthew Stafford? sits now as an NFL quarterback and where do you think is a good spot for him? Um, great question. So he's what in his early thirties, right? I think I think he's 33. Um, so he, you know, the way that quarterbacks are playing, um, you know, these, these days, uh, he could very well play five, five, six more years. Um, although he has had, it seems like a few more health problems than some of the, or, you know, staying health problems, staying healthy, I should say, uh, than some of the other guys. I think if, if you are Matthew Stafford, you're not looking to go, you're maybe looking say at the Colts, like you'd yeah. like to go to the Colts, a team that's built that just needs like the plug in quarterback. Like, you know, so some of these other teams that could potentially trade for him, um, are in rebuilding mode and are, you know, a couple more steps away, say from, uh, from, from making the playoffs and making a run. Whereas a team like the Colts, they're right there. They just need the guy that can do it. And, uh, that, that seems like a natural, a natural connection. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. I, th- I think Indianapolis makes sense. Washington definitely makes Washington's sense. Another one. Um, yeah. you know, other teams that are not rebuilding, maybe San Francisco, if they want to move on from Garoppolo, um, who hasn't since their since last year? I guess their Super Bowl was last year. It seems like a million years ago, but I know. Um, you know, if they want to move on from him, um, you know, it, they they definitely could use a boost there. It's interesting how any one of these moves could, you know, because the other big one is Deshaun Watson could trigger another right. So like right. one guy moves. So really, I guess the like the Colts that wouldn't make another domino fall. But like if Deshaun Watson gets traded to the jets, uh, like, like it seems like he wants to, or if he gets traded to Miami, which it sounds like is another place he wouldn't mind be okay with going, that's going to then make, make other dominoes fall. And it's going to like, that's why I guess carousel is probably a good term for it. So if it's the jets, then Darnold's going somewhere. Um, So then what if, what if he then gets traded to, uh, I don't know, San Francisco and then, then Garoppolo's on the move and, or, you know, so any yep. one of these things could, could make seven or eight quarterbacks. It's actually kind of wild. Um, yeah. like shift, uh, shift and change. Yeah. So, yeah. So you mentioned Deshaun Watson, obviously he is, um, discontented, I think to say, put it mildly with, uh, 
with the situation in Houston. Um, he has asked for a trade and, you know, Jets obviously are atop of his list. I think they have the draft capital to probably get him. Yeah, they got Miami. Two, two first this year and two first second or next year. So yeah, Miami also has two first this year. Um, so I think they they obviously have the draft capital, um, and both of them have young quarterbacks in like first Darnold rounders, and Tua yeah. who could be sent back and kind of try to spin you know allow Houston to spin that transaction a little bit. Um, you know, I I think you know obviously Deshaun Watson is a Clemson guy. Um, there is, um, I find it hard to believe that he would actually get traded. That would be, I mean, all that you try to do as an NFL franchise is find a quarterback. As soon as you find a quarterback, hold on to him. And And we're not just talking about a quarterback. Like he's a top five quarterback in the, in the NFL. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah. And to, to just trade that person because you can't repair that relationship is, doom for for their friend who would want to come play there if they can't do everything they can to keep deshaun watson i i think you know that would be catastrophic for for a franchise even if they got fair value back which they're not going to um you know it's just it's you're just waving the white flag and saying you know what if you're a star like we're we're not going to be able to get along with you and and don't even try right it's not a good look um when you know and, and and for a guy that this is not. Um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, and he's not like a, he's not a crybaby. Like he he's, no. he yeah. keeps his head down and, and plays right. Like so, I'm trying to think of a an analogous player in the NFL or a different sport that, you know, he's he's not. It's not like he was searching for a way out this whole time. Like right. He, yep. So um, and he's yeah. I mean yeah. Like you said before, he's 25 years old. Like. Um, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, be, give him, everybody like, be a grown up. like, yeah. and, and, and let, and, and, you know, if it, if, if he needs to sit in on, on the interviews, then he sits on the interviews. Like he is the most important person for your franchise. Like, obviously if you are the general manager, you think that you are big stuff and you wear the big pants, but you can be replaced easier than a quarterback can be replaced that's, at that, that's at that level. Like, if they if they replace him, they're not going to get another player of his caliber at quarterback. I don't, I don't know. It could take them ten years. They probably have never in the Houston Texans franchise have had a quarterback as good as Deshaun Watson. So right. it could be longer that you are you know looking for that quarterback. You could have a um, what was the franchise that famously started so many different quarterbacks that uh the Bengals I think did I was for a say while. The, New York, the New York football jets uh New York, <laughs> New York Jets <laughs> yeah do that. Uh, yeah just an absolute laundry list of different guys starting there before they right you know trying to find desperately trying to find someone um to be that star quarterback and they yeah. already have that it's they, the most important position in professional sports yep. when you have the player and like you said we're this isn't even uh you know there, there are far less talented quarterbacks that you would not let go of. Yeah. Well, so, well, look at, look at what the Rams did with uh, Jared Goff and his Jared Goff face. Like they knew that he's not a great quarterback. He's probably above average. He's probably good or, or right. average, but they had to sign him to a big deal because letting him go means that they'd have to start all over. Starting over. And, and, and say what you, I mean, that's the big, the, that is the big thing. You, you, we can say all we want about Trevor Lawrence and 
at the end of the day, it's still a pretty big crapshoot. Yep. Like, I don't think he's going to be Jamarcus Russell. That that's the guy, right? Yep. The you know famously. Yep. Uh, with the with the Raiders, right, or infamously yep. signed that yep. massive contract, with it. like, or you know Ryan Lee for. You don't know. You yeah. could be the next Peyton Manning as well. So, like, it's still a, a big question mark, and you don't have in 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 Houston. They don't have a, right now. They don't have a question mark at that position. Yeah. Whereas uh, coming from rooting for a team that has had a perennial uh, question mark at that position my entire lo- like rooting life, um, right. pretty much. Outside of Vinny Testaverde, like Mark Mark Sanchez, what did you think of the Mark Sanchez era? I mean, Mark Sanchez made it to two AFC Championship games back to back, and uh, um, but that was the product of an, an unbelievable defense and a right. sick offensive line. Yeah. Um, and then when it came time for him to, you know, and, and that I guess that's the other thing is like you you might think that you have it, and then you find you find out. Uh, once the onus goes on on that quarterback a little bit more as they get older, that you don't like Deshaun right. Watson has passed all those tests. Absolutely has. I mean, don't let him go. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you're another team, you and he becomes actually available, which it seems like he might be. You move heaven and earth to get that opportunity. To yeah. Acquire. So what are they? They're saying something like three first rounders plus you know Darnold if the jet for the Jets to right. make it work. Right. And I think, I think if you're the Jets, you do that in a second. Like, yeah. Because you have four first round. P- <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a rebuilding team, you know, I think that's why you get those picks. You use those picks to actually use them to get something good. And yeah, you know, I listen, if, if, they, if you can get as much of a, you know, Darnold supporter as I've been, you have an opportunity to get one of the top five players in the game. You kind of, you yeah. have to pick up the phone. Yeah, and as you said, Deshaun Watson has proven it in playoff games. Like he's he's taken his team from the mat and brought them back in playoff games um, several he's, times. He's won. Think about that too. He's won in spite of yeah. the coaching staff, not because yeah. of it. Like this is not. He, it's not like he was playing for a coach in Bill O'Brien that made everybody better. No, definitely right? not. He's Bill O'Brien doesn't have the Tom Brady effect. So like Deshaun Watson has has won in spite of the organization around him. Um, that's another, that's another check mark in his column. Right. Right. And, and he's done it for plenty of years until they kind of, you know, pulled another ridiculous thing on, on him. And, and I think that gets to, uh, another point and, and kind of, you know, dovetails with the baseball talk that we've had recently, which is the ownership is the, the biggest competitive advantage in sports. If you yeah. have a good owner that wants to win, then you have a huge advantage over, every other team like the the McNairs I believe are the people who own the Texans um their son or whomever is running the team is the one that's making these bad decisions and telling Deshaun Watson one thing and then doing another thing like if you have a good owner who gets out of the way (laughs) wants to win uh wants to spend the money to win you have a huge advantage um you know, I, I think just simply even changing an owner um, can change a, a lot about a open, franchise. you know, open your checkbook and let the football people deal with the like, you know, the. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, everybody wants to make their, their own personal fantasy football team for 
for Braggsies amongst, you know, the, the jet set crew, you know, yeah. uh, when, when they're in, uh, you know, con for a film festival. But, you know, I, I think, <laughs> you know, if you really want to win, you got to just get out of the way and sign the check yeah. and, and, and go sit in the press box and or not the press box, but the luxury box, luxury. And, <laughs> you know, wait for your, wait for your, uh, three second, um, shot on reaction shot on Fox. So, right. Um, with you, know, you there, man. Yeah. So, um, I think though no, that'll put the pin in it for, um, the QB carousel. Um, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl next week, but, um, right now it's KC minus three. What's you have any early, uh, early thoughts about the Super Bowl? Uh, I learned my lesson to not bet against Tom Brady last week. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bet against him again. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I I think um, Kansas City looked really good, and you know anyone who's listening is be like, wait a second, you said a week ago <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> that the Bills would win. I yeah. was wrong about that. Um, mm-hmm. I was also wrong about Green Bay, apparently. And yeah. you know what I I was right about though is that maybe Aaron Rodgers was too worried about his guest appearance on Jeopardy. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. He's thinking ahead. He was thinking ahead of how to how to formulate a, a an answer into a question. Right, form. exactly. It's difficult. It's tricky. It's not easy. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, I guess um, I will. Kansas City looks unbeatable, and I, I know that you'll appreciate this because we've played this together before. Um, is watching Tyreek Hill on some of these is like watching somebody in tech mobile tech oh, yeah. Super Bowl, like zigzag back and forth. So the yeah. computer automated defense doesn't catch them. <laughs> like that's yeah. what he looks like. It's out of this world. Crazy. Yeah. The guys are diving left yeah. and right <laughs> when they shouldn't be diving and you're yeah. just zigzagging back and forth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's been unbelievable. Uh, Patrick Holmes, I, you know, I don't see them making the same mistakes. Um, and, I see them having the creativity to be able to to work around that um, that defense, which, you know, I think that's what's been driving um, the Tampa Bay team so far. Is it's been the defense that's been winning the games. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll go. My first my my gut reaction is Kansas City. What yeah, about and you? I I think you're I think I'm on that with you as well. Okay. Um, I'll take KC money line KC minus three as well. Um, I think that they are a better team. Obviously, I think Tampa Bay had a fortunate way through the playoffs. Um, and their defense is built on blitzing. Um, and uh, Patrick Mahomes kills the blitz. Yeah, like, he's, he's so uh, good against the blitz. You really just can't blitz him. But um, if they stick with that, I think he's going to I think he's going to tear it apart. So, um, you know, it, it's it's Kansas City all the way for me. Um, you know, they okay. they one Kansas city won by three in their last meeting, but that was because Tampa Bay scored a couple, uh, late touchdowns. That that game was out of, out of, yeah, that game was not a three point game. Right. Exactly. So yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I think that's the Kansas city, um, win, but I also thought that, um, Green Bay was going to beat them. So yeah, you, you never know. You what never do we count, know. You never count out touchdown Tom. And I can I continually count him out and he continues to haunt me over and over again with that i'm going to close the book on that because all right yeah we got we got next week too to talk about it so yeah yeah we got lots of time to talk about tom brady and if if the fates are against me we'll be talking about him for till the end of time that could be um yeah so let's just uh 
go to a more somber note um, in, in baseball, and that's the the passing of Hank Aaron uh, this week. Yeah, uh, age eighty six years old. Um, Henry Aaron, nickname Hank Hammer and Hank. Hammer and Hank um, had the uh, home career home run record at seven fifteen until Barry Bonds broke it. Um, so he is, and and I wanted to pull up this this stat because I was honestly floored by it. Um, this is from Jay Jaffe on Twitter. He said, for a 20-year stretch of his career, this is Hank Aaron, excluding his rookie season and his as last year, right? So he played 22 years. So the 20, 20 years in the middle there, yeah. uh, he averaged 36 home runs, 161 OPS plus, right? So 100 being average there. He was 60% above average mm-hmm. and 7.1 war. So that is basically... Um, if, if you look at, um, the top five players in baseball, uh, top five hitters, um, they're above seven war. So he was basically the top five player in baseball for 20 straight years. years. Yeah. Um, and you know, everyone remembers the, the home runs, um, you know, seven fifty five. I think is what he ended up with. And, um, but also career leader in total bases and RBIs, Um, you know, and not that these things are like stats that matter, but those 20 years that you were talking about, he was an all-star every year, Um, you know, and I think it's correct that he never hit 50 home runs um, in a, in a single season. So like the consistency factor. And then, you know, I I was, I was, um, I knew I knew that he faced a lot of hardship as he was going after the record. And what I didn't realize is that he ended um the season before he did it. He ended the season with 713. So he was one away. I think this is correct. They were saying this on on one of the TV shows that I was watching that he was one away and so he had to deal with it all that all that pressure and all the things plus the the threats that he was receiving the entire offseason. Um, not that they necessarily would have gone away if he had broken it, it, it just it right. made it prolonged it prolonged the um the chase and prolonged all the hardships that went along with it. And they they showed all not all, they showed a handful of the the hate mail and the death threats and and right. the, the racial slurs that that he received in the mail. And you know there's something to be said about uh, the intangible of a of a human being that is able to somehow like I I, I don't know I there's no way I I'd be terrified um, yeah. and yeah. he was uh, he was able to you know they they said that he used it as as fuel to to keep on to keep on chasing that's uh, pretty incredible yeah and I mean I I think yeah in the face of all that just you know being just the center of attention of so much hate is is mind boggling and, you know, even makes his story even more remarkable of, of how he went, went forward with that and broke the record and and continued on until he played until he's 42 years old. So he played from 20, 28, uh, age 20 to, uh, 42. So, um, only won one MVP, but, um, he was, uh, an all-star all 20 of those years. So, um, you know, just absolute incredible career. Um, incredible know, another, career, incredible man, right? Like yeah, that's, that's yeah. the, you know, uh, one of the things that you can't, you can't escape. There's so many, um, so many stories of, of 
I guess anybody, it does not just athletes of guys that are great athletes and put up all the numbers. And then, you know, when they leave the court, you don't necessarily admire them for what, uh, you know, how they're, how they go about their business or live their life or whatever. Not that I'm, you know, the moral judge of that stuff, but in any way, it it matters. It really Um, does. But it's incredible that that extra piece just makes him uh, that much more special. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, it, it, it's been happening a lot, obviously recently, but you know, I just feel like when we, we lose these Titans, these giant people who sit over the top of, of not just sports, but our entire, you know, American society, um, Hank Aaron and, and, you know, I'll still get chills whenever I hear the radio call of the seven fifteen. Yeah. Um, and you know, just, just absolute legend. Um, you know, he will be missed. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know who uh, I just thought of this, you know, if you had to put a Mount Rushmore of baseball together, uh, he's, he's definitely a candidate. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's definitely on there for, for all the things he did, the records, you know, obviously baseball, uh, loves the records, but I think just the longevity of his career, um, you know, we were amongst, uh, us Cardinals fans, we were comparing it to Albert, Albert Pools. Um, obviously Albert had a great 10 year run. Um, but Hank Aaron did that run, but over 20 years. That's what's so. right. Isn't that like, what a great comparison because Albert Pujols was, was untouched, like on top of the game, untouchably the best player in baseball. And then, then just wasn't one year. Right. You know, yeah. and, and to look at these numbers that I just pulled up on my computer and see, you know, the, the just continued success is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, it just doesn't make sense. It, it's just like, that's what makes a legend is just unbelievable success over so many years. So, um, you know, just somebody that, that will live on in history and, yeah. and uh, you know, hopefully he, he rests in peace. Indeed. Tim off, off that somber note. Um, yeah. do you, do you have any, any shout outs you want to call out today? Anybody, um, and anything, any stores, any, anything you want to talk about? <laughs> Um, no, been, been, been living the quiet quarantine life, I guess. Um, uh, no, nothing. I, I, I need to come prepared with these. Um, no, no, no shout outs. Do we have any, any additional reviews that we needed to? No, we didn't, but, uh, I got a very nice text from, um, good friend, Jonathan Bayless, married to our friend, Stephanie. Um, good friend of ours here in Philadelphia. Um, complimenting us on the, on the podcast nice. and, uh, saying he's been a listener since day one. So shout out to Bayless. Um, put, put that in a, in an Apple review, uh, Bayless, and we'll read it on air for you. Um, you know, we like to, I don't divulge my text messages, but you know, <laughs> if it's in a review, I'll read it on air. Yeah. So, right. Um, there's, there's a definite privacy, uh, privacy line there. Yeah, you know, they they don't necessarily know they want to make it public. But thank you for the nice words, Bayless. I appreciate Um, it, definitely. Appreciate you listening. Shout out to Bayless. Um, So I forgot it at the beginning, so I'll just make sure I get it at the end. Our email address is dsethepodcast at gmail.com. We're at dsepodcast on Twitter, dsethepodcast on Instagram. You can go over there to see me get increasingly mad at meme accounts that are posting things about Tom Brady being the goat. Yep. Um, if you really want your entertainment, um, <laughs> we're at dynasty sports slash podcasts. Um, they obviously have a bunch of leagues. there, starting up drafting some, um, baseball leagues as we start. So, or as we, as we speak. So, yeah. um, right around the corner. 
yeah, every, everything's going to be starting up. So we'll, we'll definitely have some um, more baseball content as we go forward. Um, but we're, we're nearing 45 minute uh, mark here. So Timmy, um, anything, any last words, anything you want to no, uh, we, we haven't, we haven't said, well, yeah, I guess we haven't said it in a couple of weeks, but, uh, you know, as, uh, as we continue through the winter, uh, wear the mask, do the, do the social distance, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna only make things better if we do, yeah. you know, do that kind of stuff. So yeah. Don't be afraid to double mask, you know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. So we'll all make it, make through it, make it through this together. So. Indeed. All right. All right, buddy. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week. All right, Jeffy. Yeah. I'll talk to you, man. All right. See ya. See ya.